besides here now, besides the moment that you're listening to my words right here, right now, life can you, cannot be experienced outside of this moment. Welcome to the Small Steps Big Wins podcast. I'm dedicated to helping you take control of your life. Together, we'll explore practical tips, expert advice, and inspiring stories to help you overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Making small changes is possible and can lead to big results. Are you ready? Let's go do this. Yeah, I feel there's cool stuff in this conversation already. Yeah, there is. So Mark, I feel like I know you already. You know how I found you. First, I listened to you on Jamie Gruber's Tribe of Millionaires podcast. And I was fascinated that you're a former Cirque du Soleil performer. I've seen at least four Cirque performances. And I was trying to remember. Yeah, I've seen four of them. I saw one up in uh, Canada, the one with the horses. What was the name of that That, one? That's not Cirque du Soleil. That would be Cavalia. So that, that's not oh, Cirque du Soleil, but, but every, a lot of people, no, no, a lot of people think it's the same company, oh, oh. Um, but no, no, it's not, it's not. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, then that Don't one, worry. we'll just take that one off there. <laughs> no but problem. my daughter was into horses at the time. And so they it's were a, all enthralled they by being up there. beautiful shows. Yeah, it, it beautiful was, shows. It was amazing. It was yes. amazing. And I, I know uh, we saw one, I think, two years ago outside Philadelphia. And I can't remember the name for the life of me, but it was the girl, the one where the girl was in the fishbowl. That At least that was part of the act where she okay. was in the water. And Amaluna, I, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's a woman and, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. And then there was one in Philadelphia, downtown Philly. That was, I, I have to say, it was a decade ago. And then maybe one more than that. But anyway, I heard you on I heard you on Jamie's podcast. I'm like, oh, it's Cirque. And I, I listened to the entire podcast from beginning to end. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you were just so fascinating to listen to. So then I did an internet search and went, where else are you? So I found you on Austin's podcast. And so I listened to that too. And I think you did two episodes with him um, mm-hmm. or at least he, he sent me. Yeah. That's why producers one and something else. And I'm like, okay, let me take a chance. Will you please come on my podcast? And here we are. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's a beautiful project. I took a look at your podcast. You do great, 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 outstanding work because you, I could see that you're not doing things randomly. You, you study, you learn. You, you, we could see that you, you, you went online and you, you figure it out, you know, because we all do that. Podcasting is a new thing for everybody. There is no expert. It's, it's, it's a two day, two days old medium, you know, on, on the human scale. I mean, we don't know shit. We know nothing about social media. We know nothing about, about SEO. We don't, you know, it's still, it's still new on the, on the human scale. So it's cool that you you took a leap of faith and you you went there and you were like, okay, I'm not an expert, but I'll try to figure it out. I admire that. That's very cool. Oh, thank you. Well, for me, it was kind of low risk almost because um, I'm part of a mastermind group called Emerge and I joined last October. And while I was in there, all these other people, like they're doing stuff, you know, they're buying houses or they're flipping this or they're buying businesses. And here I am, you know, I'm a financial advisor. I'm like, what am I going to do with, you know, I have to do something. You can't be part of a mastermind group like that and not do anything. So I wasn't ready to buy property and I wasn't, I didn't know enough to buy a business. So the other was, oh, well, let me see if I can start a podcast. And uh, well, let me back up one second. I had a fail in there where I was going to start teaching kids and parents how to do um, investing, how to do real estate investing, produce courses, because I have a teaching background. And there's not a whole lot out there where 
parents and children can pass that knowledge together. Like, you know, you think of Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, which is awesome, but it's mm -hmm. not industry specific. And I thought, oh, I'd come in and I teach about finances and teach about the, the um, financial aspect of real estate because I love real estate. And I, I do know quite a bit. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but <laughs> because I'm licensed, I have to go through compliance and compliance shot it down. They said they would not allow me to produce any kind of content or curriculum wow. or anything because of the licenses that I hold because yeah. it crossed too much into the financial advising realm. The, the SEC, and, it's tricky, huh? It's yeah, it very is. Tricky There's, entity, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of rules and regulations of things that you can and can't do. I mean, I had to get compliance approval just to have a podcast. And wow. then I had to tell them what it's on. And then they monitor my website and everything. Yeah. So there's there's wow. a lot that goes behind that. So that was kind of like my first quote unquote fail. And I know I wanted to do something. So I said, well, if I can't produce that way, I want why, why not a podcast? Why not small steps, big wins? Because for me, I was like, I would love to have had people around me that would have shared their stories on how they got from point A to point B. Mm. Why not? And then mm. in the group I was in, there were there's lots of people to talk to and a lot of GoBundance guys that I could reach out to who wanted to tell their story and they were more than happy and willing to help me. So that's we started January and I just figured it out. I built my own website and said, well, let me let me figure that out and. Beautiful. So I launched a website, I launched my podcast, and here we are today, seven months later. I love what I do. I committed to do it for a year, and it's going to keep going at least a year because I just, I learned so much. I love talking to people, but at the end of the day, I love asking the deep questions that bring, <laughs> that bring, brings content out there that can improve somebody's life and, you know, one person at a time. So beautiful. That's why I'm. But this isn't to be my podcast. Show. It's not my podcast. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could argue that, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, so when you were performing in Cirque, yeah. I, I'm sure you felt in flow with your character and what you were doing while you were doing that. But at some point in your career, you pivoted and you realized it was time to go. What, like, what caused that? And, you know, what was going on with you emotionally? Like, just capture that time because it would seem like it'd be really cool to be a performer so it is I, cool i, was, I bet <laughs> it's cool uh, i was lucky enough to when i was a, just a child i saw one of the first cirque du soleil show and i just knew at a very early age that this is what i wanted to do um so i did like you know i did a fair amount of gymnastic trampoline and all that but i ended up um developing myself as an actor and an artistic director so I work in sort of both, both industry. I worked in theater, you know, I was the circus guy in theater and I was a theater guy in the circus world. And Cirque du Soleil was probably, is probably the only place where I, where I feel they're looking for hybrid profile like mine. People that are not completely on the circus side, people that are not completely on the theater side, they're sort of in between and all that. So I forged basically my whole identity towards this goal which is which was working for Cirque du Soleil as a main character on tour not on tour I didn't know at that time but I really I really nourished this dream all my life it was it was almost 
I'm going to give you a stupid example, but when I was a child, before, for example, jumping into cold water, I was saying to myself, oh, if I don't jump into that cold pool, I'm not going to work for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, if I don't get my little vaccine, you know what I mean? Like when you're nervous to get a little shot of something mm -hmm. at, at school, oh, I will not work for Cirque du Soleil. It, I, I, really, I really wired my brain uh, to, to achieve this goal. And what happened is I was lucky enough to achieve it fairly early. I think at, at 23, I started to work for Cirque du Soleil, 23, 24, something like that, if I remember well. Um, it was good at the beginning, but very slowly, I, I had that feeling of, uh, and now what? Okay, yeah. achieve my goal. Okay, I'm living the dream. I'm doing 478 shows a year. I'm, I'm for, for, you know, I have, a, I have a good salary. I have, it's a W2 job as well. And Cirque du Soleil, that's a whole other topic, a topic. But I was living in Vegas on a resident show. So I own a house, a car, uh, I had payments to make, uh, you know, I had children. And, and I was living the life until, yeah, I realized, whoa. So, but what else is there for me? Like I have no other goals now. So then I wanted to become an artistic director and slowly Cirque du Soleil started to hire me as a sort of artistic consultant, sending me on other shows, working on the human performance strictly. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I did that. And at some point, it was, a, it, it was a flash of a moment. I was on the strip. I was driving my, my car, my little red Mini Cooper at that time, and I turned around. And if you go to Vegas today, you will see my face everywhere. So, you know, like there's, a, there's my, this is my face. I'm, they, they, they use my image. I was one of the main characters of the show. So they use my image for the, for the publicity, among other main characters as well, of course. But I, I was next to a tour, like a little like a sightseeing bus, you know, those big tourist bus. And I, I, I saw my face in big, 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 and I didn't recognize myself on the spot. I really look and I was like, oh, I thought it was another guy. And and when I realized it was me, I was like, wow, oh, okay. I don't even recognize myself anymore into that. Okay. And while I was in, in Vegas, I was always an entrepreneur on the side of things. Like I, I, I'm passionate about business. I'm passionate about creating machines that create money, creating a system that, you know, after the operation, there's money left for me it's it's fascinating to me um and i had one uh, major project i had a project that failed massively uh, in vegas mm. right by massively it failed it was a business project it fell i tried it fell and um analyzing that i i, I realized that I felt because I underestimated the social media aspect of things. It was back mm. in 2013, 2014. So even the word digital marketer didn't exist at that time. Mm -hmm. So I started studying digital marketing little by little. And um, it was a natural process. Then I, I, um, I resigned my contract. Uh, well, I didn't renew my contract. I didn't resign, really. Didn't renew. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I moved back to, I moved to Spain. And little by little, someone asked me for a website, then another person, then the friend of a friend asked me for something, and then someone else. And, and all of a sudden, I sort of created a marketing agency without even planning it. I never done any business plan. Never, ever, never. ever. I never planned anything. It was just organic. It was super organic. One person told another person that told another person that, oh, yeah. all of a sudden, I need an employee. Oh, okay, I'll get an employee. Oh, oh, and then more demand. Oh, shit, I need two of those employees. Oh, fuck. And now I need a full-time video editor. Oh, now I need this and that and this. And the, the, the cool thing about um, 
about being a podcast, a real estate podcast producer is my clients always have other needs. So I end up doing, I, I end up rebranding businesses. I end up, I end up, I, I recently rebranded pre-real that, which is a, it's, it's a podcast. Actually, if you're interested to be a guest, we mm -hmm. should invite you. Okay. Um, but I started as their producer and now I'm, I'm, I'm a creative director on some of their project. I, I manage your whole social media and it, it, it was a, It was a um, it was a slow trend transition, but the bottom line is, is I identify my whole life to my my role my my myself as a Cirque du Soleil performer. When I achieved mm -hmm. that, I was wondering who I was. That was mm -hmm. the that was the, the that was the depth of the question, and I had to stop. I had to step back, and sort of redefine myself a little bit. It's it was an identity thing for me. Mm. What was the process then after you realized at Cirque that you have to go back and, you know, really figure out what your identity is? Can you, can you talk a little bit about what that process yeah. was and how you and, and what you concluded? So you're no longer a Cirque. You know? <laughs> so, so what happened is um, the day I, 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 I announced that I wasn't renewing my contract. So we had a meeting with the company manager and the senior artistic director and they start the meeting. Okay, Mark, next year, here's your salary, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop you. And yeah, I don't think I'm going to renew next year. And they were like, hey, why? Where, where's that coming from? How come? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Have you lost your mind? And I told them, I said, I think, I, yes, I, I think so. And I, I really think I'm onto something very cool, guys, because I actually lost my mind for real. Because what was making me suffer is I, my, my mind identify as a Cirque du Soleil performer, but deep inside me, this is not, this is not who I was. Mm -hmm. So there was something between the outside world and the inside world that didn't match anymore, that created some sort of a depression, you know? And, and yeah, that was, that was, that, that was my process. I mean, it's a little anecdote, but it's, it's significant. It's significant, I think, to, to, to express the process. Yeah. I mean, I want to capture that there because you were talking about how, you know, you're no longer Cirque and I wonder how many people out there are looking are experiencing the same thing. They're either in a W2 or they're at a job that just doesn't feel right to them. And you do, you feel like you're losing your mind. Mm. You know, you were, it's like, I lost my identity. I lost myself and now uh, I've got to go find it. Yeah. You know? I can, is, I'm not sure if I lost myself or I, I just gave up on, on my ego. I mm. think, you know, mm -hmm. I, I always say, I always like to say, um, people that are suicidal are not that stupid. Actually. What, what do they want to do? They want to end their suffering by killing, by killing themselves. But the real question is, who are they? What are they? What are you exactly killing in, in, in a suicide? You know, so are you, am I only the, the, the Mark performer, Cirque du Soleil? Am I only that? Because, of course, if this is the only thing I believe I am, of course, I want to kill that because mm -hmm. this is not who I am, you know, right. but there's many right. ways you can kill that. So when I, when I say I lost my mind, it's not that I was going crazy is I, I realized that my ego was a fluid concept. My identity was a sort of fluid concept. And I could do whatever I wanted with that persona that I, that I created, you know, subconsciously mm -hmm. towards my, my whole life. And this, this was a wild rise because that was a wild ride, sorry, because 
when you start realizing that you're not much besides an idea of yourself, because this is who you are, Sue. You're just an idea of yourself. If mm -hmm. I ask you who you are, you're going to tell me an idea of yourself, but just, just an right. idea. That, that cannot encompass right. who you are. You know, you might talk about, okay, I'm a, maybe you're a parent, maybe you have a job, maybe you do this, maybe you love hiking. Okay, cool, but this is not what you are necessarily. This is what you do, but it's not what you are, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, the, this, yeah, losing the mind aspect of it, it was more of a, of a, a sort of, I don't want to say death of the ego because my ego is far from being dead because I use it like a pro every single day. I, I'm using it right mm -hmm. now. You know, right. but now I'm aware of it, and I'm aware that I, I, I can shape that. I can do what if, whatever I want. Yeah, you know? I'm thinking of a metamorphosis. You know how a mm. moth goes in, goes into, builds the chrysalis around it, and then what happens inside of that chrysalis? That moth actually decomposes down to some goo, uh, and they've studied this. I mean, I'm not just just making this up. It decomposes down into this goo, and then reforms itself again. And then when it's ready to come out, it's a beautiful butterfly. It's crazy, yeah. And yeah, it is. And I have to wonder if. I probably instead of saying losing your mind, really what's happening is your mind is deconstructing itself and yeah. you're taking yourself away from that character, from who, you know, the Cirque du Soleil performer in your case, or for me, it was a math teacher, you know, or whoever mm. I was mm. to become into something else. And you're deconstructing, you're breaking your brain down, you're thinking about things differently, you're going deep. And that's hard work. That's it is like artwork. Not easy crap, you know. We we take ourselves so seriously. Mm. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to necessarily go too deep into that. But take a look at all the LGBTQ plus uh, movement. Okay, mm. don't get me wrong. I'm all in favor of all the movement. I have nothing against it and nothing. But why we arrive to all that those conflict is it's because there's an identification process. If I identify. For example, right now, if I identify as a woman, I want you absolutely to see me as a woman, right? Whereas it's a, it's a personal choice and, and you get into a fight because you hold on to that, to that identity, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the yeah. same phenomenon with anything. I'm intelligent. I'm so smart. So anyone that will challenge that, I'm going to go to war with them. I'm a, mm -hmm. you know, like a, mm -hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a financial advisor. I'm a successful banker. Anyone that will challenge that, you're going to go into a fight. So once you realize that identity itself is fluid, ah, then you have margin in life to breathe. Yeah. And then you, all of a sudden, this need that you have to, 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 to make people fall into your definition of existence is, is fading every single day. You don't feel the need to convince people anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you you know you, you know for yourself, so right. you can inspire people, right? But you cannot force them into the same path that you choose to walk on, right? So we, we need to be careful with those identification. You know what I mean? You need to identify just enough so you can grow in a certain field and you can grow as an expert. Because if you, for example, you you're a financial advisor, if you I don't identify ever as a financial advisor, we have a problem. You, you're not going to be competent. You know, it needs right. to be part of yourself, but right. you need to be aware that this is not forever and this is not who you are. This is not what you are. This is what you do. You're doing yeah. it seriously, but this is not who you are, you know.
Like yeah. the, I love the word fluid uh, because that's really what, what you're describing is really what's happening because you did, mm. you were a Cirque performer, but that's not your identity. You know, you did start a digital media marketing company. <laughs> I know I got that out wrong, but that's not who you, that's not the essence of who you are. No, exactly. And I have to like, you know, and I was, I was a math teacher. I was a homeschooling mom for a long time. I was a financial advisor. I had other little jobs here and there, but one thing I came to realize and see if this resonates with you is that I really truly believe that all of us have a common thread that runs through all of these, uh, you know, jobs or personas, whatever you want to call them, it runs through all of it. So let me give you an example. As a teacher, I desire to see people learn. I desire to help them. I desire to want to see them overcome their challenges. Well, that common thread spills over into my podcast because I want to help people. I want to see people grow. I want to encourage people. So I think I wonder if all of us have that common thread that kind of runs through. Yeah. And then do you think that anchors our identity? It yeah, 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 yeah. It, it feels it. you're talking about the sense of purpose, you know, yeah. because once you realize you're not that serious, then you need to, to be to be really grounded into yourself, your, your sense of purpose. Why do you do what you do? Right. Why, why, why do you wake up every single morning and go through this, this, you know, breakfast routine and blah, 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 and go to work and come back home? And why? And once this is clear, in your case, it's clear. It's it's education. It's growth, right? A little bit like that. Uh, yeah. For for yeah. for this, it is a sense of purpose. So to answer your question, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people know their purpose in life. Actually, right. Uh, and I think very few know their purpose, and the very few that that know that know it, usually they become very successful. Yeah, it takes a lot of introspection to yes. figure out where you're at. I mean, I've been doing hard work too. I hired a coach, which was probably one of the best things I ever did mm -hmm. because it allowed another person outside of me whose specific person whose specific purpose is to be a mirror into my life to An see those things partner. that I can't see in that mirror. Yeah. And honestly, finding a coach for me took me 4 or 5 months. <laughs> because yeah because i just i realized i need i i kind of realized what i needed but then i also realized i needed a specific person to match my identity to get me out of where i was at and yeah. the funny thing is and here's the beauty of podcasting right i found my coach through listening to them and the podcast that they produced so oh. Okay. That's, that's how I found, that's how I found him, you know, actually it started as me asking him to come on my podcast. And then a uh, hour and a half later in the phone call, I'm like, uh, I'm going to hire you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's some so. life coach that just have the gift, right. To, to inspire mm -hmm. you. That's why, that's why it's a good thing that you took the time to really find a good match. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, yeah. it's something we should apply everywhere. You know, I wanted to ask you about acting because I find acting actors, just the whole process of acting fascinating in that mm -hmm. somebody could memorize all these lines, memorize these actions, take on a different persona. So I wanted to ask you, what was it like to transform into the character that you played when you were performing in Cirque? And then how does the brain mitigate the parts of the character that might not be who you are authentically? 
Oof. But that, that, okay, that, that's a real deep question that I've more than one answer. That's why it's so deep because every actor is different and every chef have their own recipe. All right. Okay. So I'm going to give you my recipe. I'm not giving you the recipe. That needs to be very, very clear. Uh, for me, there is no, um, to, to me, it, it, it all com comes down to, um, it's a little bit an extension of what we're talking about since the beginning of the interview is, is once you realize that, once you realize there's an awareness behind who you are, huh? if, if this is who you are, sorry for the people that just listened to the podcast, but I'm making a little mouth with my hand, okay? Okay, so most of our life we're just that we're just a blobbing mouth and we just we just think we're that in life right but once you start realizing that you're more than that there's a sort of distance that happens and you start being aware of who you are okay it's the phenomenon what, what we were talking if you if you're teaching you were a math teacher right mm -hmm. while you teach you're aware that you are teaching You're not fully 100% just teaching and so into the moment for three hours in a row. No, no, because sometimes you think about your grocery list and sometimes a student fart and it smells bad yeah. and you need to keep teaching. Keep, you know what I mean? on their phone, you know, the yes, stuff like that. Exactly. You, you, you actually to have to going. mitigate the stuff going on in the classroom. So yes. you're right. Yeah, you're right. So there is that like, out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah, so once you start... Uh, um, sitting more into the awareness, then you start realizing that this pers persona is, is malleable. Do you say that in English, malleable? I think so, mm -hmm. right? Or, or flexible, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this is what you play with. To me, this is, this is where acting comes into play. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but everybody has, this, has its secret sauce, you know what I mean? It's, it's a tricky question. But T to me, it is what it is. It's 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 um it's more of a, a phenomenon of self awareness, you know. And I teach because I think it's important because I achieve my my dream, my goals as a, as a performer. I don't want to. I don't really want to perform again. Um, but I but I teach at, at college here, um, in Spain and in, in Barcelona, and this is mostly what we work on for a year. Who? Where are you? When you're on stage, if Sue enters and she's playing the role of Samantha, where's Sue? Who's Sue? What is Sue? You know, that's an interesting question, right? Anyone can move around in a weird way, but where are you and all that? Because the, there's the actress and there's the character, you know, and they're not always um, one into the other. You know, so it's I, I, I bring the students. My students are, you know, college, so 20 years old. Um, there is older ones, but I bring them on this path of, of who are you? What are you? Where is the actor? Where is the actress in that scene, actually? What's the difference between the, the, the character and the, and the actor? The actor knows the answer. The character doesn't know, right? As you said, it's an mm. individual question. Yeah, but because there I, are some I, actors, they show up on right. set and they are in character full on and they will argue the, the total opposite of me. They'll say, no, no, you right. suck. That's not the truth. That's not how, how it goes, blah, blah, blah. As I say, I share my recipe. Yeah, yeah. I, well, as being a classroom teacher, so we have that in common. I can see where you walk in a classroom, you've got 20 people there and it's like, okay, what, you know, I've got to figure out how to reach all 20 of these people and they're all individuals. And they yeah. all think differently and uh -huh. they all have to, you know, I have to find some common ground to address all of them. And so, but I always wondered about that with acting and even just, you know, just memorizing 
a lot of content. How did I've never had, I've never actually spoken to an actor before. How do you memorize all that content? How do you memorize all those formula that you know as yeah. a mathematician? Oh, you just keep doing it. You over just and keep over doing again. it, and then gotcha. the brain is a muscle, so so you it becomes easier and easier. Actually, now it's very hard for me to learn a text because I haven't done it in more than fifteen years. You know, it's very hard to me to go back and learn a text. I don't even want to do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, I, I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, I have memorized a lot of formulas in my of lifetime. Course. I just of course. and it's just repetition. The same thing. It's the repetition. same thing. The art actually, like to to push your question further, the question mm -hmm. might 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 be how do you make it sound like it's said for the first time? That's the art. Mm -hmm. Because you know the text, right? But when you say it, it's it's the character, like the actor knows the right. text, the character doesn't know the text, and the audience even less. Mm -hmm. So how do you make believe yeah, the how audience do you do that? that you that you that you say it for the first time? Again, it's again it's a question of recipe. Everybody has his own recipe, mm -hmm. right? But what I what I tend to believe is, if you cannot be present in your life, which means when you brush your teeth, you brush your teeth. If you wash your dishes, you wash your dishes. You're not all over the place, right? You're fully into here and now. That's the main ingredient you need to become a good actor because you need to find a way to be fully here now with your character that says that sentence fully here now for the first time. That makes perfect sense, actually. And I like that you brought up about being fully present. And I wonder yeah. how much of us walk around in life where, you know, you're always ready to go on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And you're always 10 steps ahead, but never fully in enjoying but no, what's never because, right in front of you. And we're so stupid because yeah. besides here now, besides the moment that you're listening to my words right here, right now, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you listen to this episode 10 years from now, it doesn't matter. The only thing that counts in your life is this very moment that you listen to my voice saying those words. Life can you, cannot be experienced outside of this moment. But yet we tend to believe that it's possible to, to, to live in the future or to live in the past, but yet one will lead to anxiety, that means you live in the future, or lead to depression, which is mostly you're living, you're reliving your past over and over yeah. and over. To follow up on that, how does that really serve anybody to live in the past and, or to live in the future. I mean, if you're living in the past, like you said, it just produces depression in all its varying forms. It can be for, you know, regret or sadness or, you know, wish they had done mm. something different. Hindsight's always 2020, right? We can always mm. look back and say, we shouldn't have done this. I think when we live in the past, it robs us of enjoying what our present moment Not when we're sure. either focus too much on the past or focus on the future, it robs us with what we have right here. And you know, the funny thing is I'm doing it right now. So as you're speaking, I'm present, but the little part of my brain's going to, okay, what's the next question yeah. I'm going to ask Mark? What's the uh -huh. next question, you know? And, and so then you lose it, your question and then you forget about it because art. you're somewhere else, you know, instead of being <laughs> in the conversation, yeah, which, is, well, that, which that's is the whole art true. of podcasting, by the well, way. Well, I'm yeah, cheating a little bit because you don't see it, but I have on my screen in front of me a question. So, so kind of half listening, but I'm reading it over. But actually the question that I had ties in really nicely to this and 
quieting our minds down. So when I listen to you on Jamie's podcast, and I believe you said it on Austin's as well, you mentioned a practice that you do for 10 minutes a day. And when you first said yeah. it, it absolutely, like I paused, <laughs> I went over to my journal, I wrote it down that I'm going to do it. It's like 10 minutes to shut the fuck up every day. Yeah. <laughs> and How I'm about like, you shut the fuck up it. 10 minutes yeah, a day? Do it in the morning, do it at night. The next, that evening, I set yeah. my timer. I turned the lights off. I sat in my office completely in the quiet. And I said, okay, I'm going to do that. Because your challenge was it will change your perspective if you do it for at least three months. Now I've been doing it for a month now because I heard this a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I I did this on purpose because I knew I was going to be interviewing you. And I want to come back and tell you, yes, it makes a difference. As I press in in the morning and at night, I have found myself and it took a couple of weeks. It's really only been about recently, like the last week, being able to quiet myself in those moments when I need that quiet. And I really think that is coming out of that meditative practice from the morning and at night. And I don't do anything. I just breathe. I deep breathe, yeah. breathe in through my nose, deep breathe out through my mouth, deep, and then just be. Mm. So you, I appreciated you, you, that. So <laughs> yeah, because what you're doing basically is you you're 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 training your mind to be calm again. You're you're mm -hmm. refeeding your mind tranqu tranquility or, or calmness. This is what you do because we forget we live in noise. We live right. in information. We live in binge watching short videos, right? We live into into consuming tremendous amount of content we're always solicited there's always the, the mind is always active and we forgot to simply look at the landscape we forgot that just looking at the sunset is fascinating we forgot that we forgot that yeah. the stars are bright at night we don't look at them anymore you know yeah. so what yeah. you do by by shutting the fuck up i would say the best is to do it twice twice a day five minutes to, to, twice a day you know um Yeah, you're retraining your mind to to be calm again. Yeah, how did you yeah. discover that? Uh, uh, transcendental meditation. I got initiated into transcendental meditation (TM). So that was the Beatle type of meditation, you know, like they went in an ashram in India. That was the mm. the guru was a Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, I think. Yes. Okay. Um, that initiated the Beatles on in transcendental meditation. But this is what I took from the transcendental meditation because most likely what's that, what's happening is your teacher gives you a mantra, a word that doesn't mean anything, but it's your word mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to say it to anyone. You're just saying it to yourself. You never say it out loud. And oh, then wow. that word that you say over and over in your head becomes your way to, to sort of get into that calm state, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. But then I realized that this is basically the structure of it is that just shut the fuck up twice a day. And, you know, let's let's talk about the results of that in two, three months. You'll see you'll get results. Just yeah. shut the fuck up. No music, yeah. nothing. Shut the fuck up. I, I absolutely 100%. I get up in the morning. That's exactly what I do. No electronics, no nothing. Just sitting there in the dark. Then you can hear yourself. You know, you can, when in that quiet so yeah. i appreciated that so that's our small that's one of our small steps for today <laughs> just shut up <laughs> twice shut a day <laughs> shut the fuck up twice a day did you ever hear the book called the surrender experiment no 
because, oh, okay, you actually might like that because I just finished reading that. And he talks about his journey. Uh, Michael Singer is the author. And oh, okay, okay. It, and, and out of it, I just realized, wait a minute, just that act of surrender. And then I couple that with the meditation. And when you think about the instances that are coming and the, the opportunities that come in your life to it, what it really looks like to surrender to those versus trying yeah. to orchestrate everything. Uh, mm. I was the type of person who wanted to orchestrate everything in my life. I need to make wow. sure I knew how to, how everything was going to turn out and it still got screwed up. So after I read this book, <sighs> I, <laughs> I realized, wait a minute, if, if I control those things that I can control, which in reality, if you, you just, dig down deep enough, you're really not in control of anything. But no, no, if no, you no. just, yeah, you just make those decisions that need to be made, you know, yeah. and just kind of let life happen. And even our interview happened, right? I, yeah. I reached out, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Or even just hiring Austin as my coach, that was something that I literally didn't think was going to happen, but mm. it came out of a conversation. So I surrendered, quote unquote, Beautiful. surrendered to that. Uh, and that book, I, I would say for anybody who is a control freak and their life is not going the way they want it to, um, that is my recommendation. I usually don't Beautiful. give recommendations. I ask my guests to give the recommendation. <laughs> no, that's going to be the recommendation. But yes yeah. i agree with you that's a good but one that's that's the one the power um, of now of a card of a card tolle is a good one too i've heard you talk about on some of your other, other podcasts about having a simple life have you always been like had that a simple oh. life and if not yeah how did you get there <laughs> <laughs> mm, by shutting up twice a day maybe and realizing <laughs> the 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 thing I didn't lead a life, you know, in Vegas, I had the life like, you know, I had like a, a big house, a pool, a jacuzzi, two cars, uh, you know, I was making money. I was I was happy. But then I realized I didn't need all that. So I moved to Spain because my wife is from is from Spain. And I always enjoy this. This part of the world, because people are simple here. Okay. So it's very easy for me to live a simple life among simple people. <laughs> <laughs> What's your suggestion then for those who feel like they have too much noise in their life? Besides shutting the fuck shutting up the twice a day. <laughs> no, no, for real. I know that. I should stop. Night, yeah, shut yeah. it. That's it. We'll talk about it in three months. You'll see. <laughs> that, that's the advice of the interview, guys. Shut the fuck up twice there a day. There you go. That's a small step. That's the small step yes. that's going to lead to the big result is shut up just just <laughs> shut up and turn off all that noise um, absolutely because it's amazing you know when you think about facebook you think of all the noise going on and there's all these reels and all this we forget that that's not reality it's, a, sure. it's just the perspective of life right. social media is just an extension of our social behavior since the age of time we 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 control our our image in society you control mm -hmm. the way you dress the way you smell the way you, the way you walk when you go to the grocery store, right? You, mm -hmm. You're self-aware. That's a social behavior. And the extension of that digitally is social media, right? Mm -hmm. So so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily um, toxic itself, I think, right? The social media is what we do with social media. It's what you do with it, right? Yeah. It's how it's interpreted. Honestly, at the end of the day, isn't everything that you experience just based on the lens that you view it through. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, love it. 
That's a beautiful way. Wow. That's good. It's like putting on a pair of glasses. Yes. You know, and how you view that thing that you see, because, you know, both of us could be in the same room right now, even though we're halfway across the world, literally, (laughs) you know, we could be in the same room. We could be watching the same TV program or or show or, or whatever. And I can interpret one scene and you could be seeing next to me watching exactly. the same thing and you can interpret it differently. And yeah. how much confusion and anger and animosity is caused because we have misinterpreted what somebody else has said because we just didn't ask for clarification or we just ha- come in with our own set of thoughts and, and perceptions that maybe aren't, you know, aren't the right reality. Yeah. Which makes our interaction interesting because it creates conversation, right? Right, right. That's true. That's true. And I think, do you? How do you feel about the art of communication nowadays? I feel like it's something of a lost art where people just don't communicate like they used to. I think people don't communicate well with themselves at the first place, which create a bunch of problem when they start to to communicate with others. Their intention towards themselves is not clear because they don't take the time to listen to themselves. They, they they live in that noise all the time. Mm-hmm. So therefore, uh, the extension of that is entering into conflict at every single conversation, basically. You know. Yeah. So I think the problem yeah. of, of communication is that. I know you have um, twin girls, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Or was it one? Yeah. And they are, if I ten. remember correctly, 10, right? Yeah. So how do you help them in, in a world where, you know, you can't escape hmm. the, the social media, the electronics I, and everything. How yeah. do you help them? I unplug? educate them. I teach them. I don't restrict the screen time. I don't monitor the screen time. I teach how the platform works. I teach how the platforms make money. It's important to understand that, how the YouTubers make money. And I build their self-confidence as much as I can. And I'll tell you in another 20 years if I'm successful or not. (laughs) For now, this is what I do. Yeah, I have a very unique experience for my own personal life, because I have, I have three kids and my oldest is 27 and then they go down to 24 and 21. And very interesting. The 27 year old did not have a cell phone until he was 16. Okay. The middle one, he got free, like with each child, you kind of got looser in your restrictions, (laughs) right? So, so the middle child would be on the computer all the time and it, you know, I chastise him for it, but there's a good ending to the story though. And then the youngest one is like, oh, what the hell? Okay. You're just going (laughs) to do it anyway because your brothers are doing it. And and that's just the way it is. But it's very interesting today because when I, my oldest is really not on social media. He doesn't have very much. He doesn't have a whole lot of interest and he controls like it's self-controlled. He gets in, he gets out, you know, and uses my middle one who just was on it 24 seven. He's now a software engineer. I said, well, at least it, you know, it paid off (laughs) all those, all those video games that you played, you know, paid off. And then my daughter who's 21, she's, even though we didn't restrict her, we taught her, you know, how to like what you're doing with your daughters, you know, how to, yeah. be responsible and wise on it. And she's like, yeah, I don't have Facebook. I don't care. You know, wow. I don't have Instagram. I don't care. And she gets on, she gets off, you know, they wow, don't wow. 
very, 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 very interesting. But what the one thing with sounds like you're doing with your girls that I did with my kids is I made them aware of themselves and not to get lost in the technology. Yes. Technology is the tool that you can use to help you, but don't allow it to become your right. identity. Exactly. Good job. You resume the whole thing. What a beautiful way to resume this episode. Oh. Yes. It, it, technology is just a tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we identify to it and we, we make it the center of our existence, whereas it's only one component of life. Absolutely. Right. Mark, is there one question you wish I should have asked or a topic that you wanted to cover? And how would you answer or how would you expand on the topic? Right now, nothing really comes in my mind. Mm, no, nothing really, really. No, I just enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for Same. having me. Same very, here. Very cool. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed the I, podcast. I'm enjoying Keep going. it. Thank you. you. Know, people, Thank you. I was if gonna... you made it to to the end of this end of this interview, uh, please share the episode, comment something, rate, rate it on on, on Apple. Yeah. That's gonna help her so much. <laughs> I appreciate so that so very much. much. So yeah, and you know, I ask all my guests. There's core three questions that I asked. The one about you know what did we not cover that you want to talk about? That was one of them. We already hit the other two, which was the book recommendation and from your story. You know what can listeners do today? And as a recap, I can't say it enough. Ten minutes. Go ahead, Mark. Finish it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Shut the fuck up twice a day and see you in three months. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Dr. Perfect. Mark. I Thank appreciate you so much. It. And thanks. Um, how people reach out to you? That's yeah, the last they can, one. They can go on my they, they can go on my website podcastproducer.com. If not, all the my links will be in the show notes. I. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep, they will be. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for watching or listening to my podcast. I value your time with me because I realize you could be listening to someone else right now. And I also want you to know that I now offer coaching and consulting. So if you're thinking about creating a course, but not sure how to structure it, or you have a small step you need to take to lead to a big result, but you're not sure what the in-between looks like, check out my website at www.suesaller.com for more information and to request a free consultation. Remember, life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by choice. Take small steps and make today awesome, friends. God bless.